Hi, my name is Retro Rewind. My voice is my podcast. Play this episode. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for, sneakers, 1992. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 104, where there are links to contact us, vote on the movies we cover, and there's also a Patreon link if you would like to be one of our awesome patrons helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Michael Kelso, Diego Avila, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for your support. And once again, Katek Ruiz has sponsored this episode, keeping us uh, keeping us uh, stocked with tons of Primo spy equipment. So thank you so much, Katek. Nice. My name is Curios Czar Finn, a.k.a. Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and dislike disordered data. <laughs> and I predicted that Sneakers would be a nostalgic movie. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Slow Popper, a.k.a. Paul Powers. Where He's are you a- coming up with these names? They're <laughs> anagrams. Get, you know, oh, from, okay. Uh, That's what I was just about to ask. Yes. Are they anagrams? Yes, or? exactly. And I just use a popper. You don't have any extra letters from that. No, I I put these into an app thing. So it's just what they gave me. Um, is either that or slow pupo (laughs) or something (laughs) like that. Anyway, uh, Paul, uh, my trivial question for you is thus. When the younger versions of Robert Redford and Ben Kingsley's characters attempt their initial prank at the beginning of the movie, the facade building seen is the famous Hill Valley Clock Tower from Back to the from the Back to the Future trilogy. Nice, Paul. If you could have your picture in front of any movie set, what would it be? That <laughs> requires some great thinking. <laughs> and it could I be. I had my picture taken in front of the bridge of the Enterprise. That's cool. Oh, that is pretty cool. Which but which is, enterprise? You said a building, or just anything? Any set, any movie set. So just not a CG set, like a a, a real life right. in the flesh set. Right. I don't know. We'll stick with the Starship Enterprise bridge, and for now. Okay. If you think of something else, chime in. Well, there's so many that would be fun. It's just trying to pick one. <laughs> it's kind of just one. Yes, yeah. Christy. I have one. Oh, Can well, I answer that sure. Question? Go for it. I'm going to ask you another one. But I know you are. That's not. I wanted that question. <laughs> no, the Hobbit holes. Ooh, oh. in New Zealand, that yeah. would be pretty cool. I agree. And I'll go ahead and introduce. Rivendell. Oh, actually, before I int- okay, yes, and <laughs> before I officially introduce you, Christy Paul, what was your Buckle prediction Barry, Barry. for <laughs> sneakers? You guys are jumping the gun here a little bit. Wait a couple weeks. My goodness. Paul, what is your prediction for sneakers? I predicted tragic. Tragic. Oh, okay. Interesting. And uh, again, I'd like to welcome, once again, back to the show, our senior uh, securities officer, Surly Rizkit, a.k.a. Christy L. Ruiz. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the show, Christina. Could have used Christina. That might have given you some more Well, letters. yeah, but I don't usually introduce you as Christina. So. Uh, that's a fair point. Um, but is that your real name? Yes. <laughs> yeah, L-, L is her middle initial. Oh, yeah. yeah. My full name is Christina. With a K? Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the, more the more you, you know. <laughs> Christy, welcome back to the show. Thanks Thank for joining us once you. again. You bet. Um, my trivial question for you is, the orange Volkswagen Carman uh, Ghia convertible driven by Robert Redford in the Embarcado area, which is during the handoff where they, he has the answering machine in the suitcase. He's going to give them to the not really NSA agents. Um, so that oh, vehicle... That's a lot of words I didn't understand. <laughs> anyway, the car they drive is the same vehicle driven by Mike Myers in So I Married an Ex-Murderer, which I know is one of your favorite movies. The same exact Apparently. I don't know. It didn't go into that. the same model, but the same. It didn't go into that specificity. This is IMDb trivia. What do you want? Um, (laughs) But it was also filmed in San Francisco. So, I mean, it could be the same car since they are both filmed in the same location. Uh, Anyway, Christy, is there a make or model of a car that always sticks out to you when you see it on screen? Well, there's two because it's oh. me. Um, <laughs> the Mustang GT. Oh, okay. Um, like, I don't know why because they always make a big deal out of it. Sure. And a station wagon with wood paneling because we had one of those. Oh, up. nice. Like on Christmas vacation? Or, yeah. No, the regular vacation. Yeah. And, and the, I think Adventures and Babysitting had one and... Oh, yes. Like any sort of station wagon looking car. We had an Oldsmobile, but any sort of station wagon looking car with wood paneling makes cool. me think of ours. Nice. Very cool. Uh, Christy, what did you predict? Uh, so this was actually your first time watching yes. Sneakers. What did you predict the movie would be? Uh, a n- nostalgic. Nostalgic. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Let's see if so. Two nostalgics and a tragic. Let's see if those predictions hold up. Uh, Paul, will you please enter the course for Alice for this show? What are we going to be? What are we going to be doing? All right, Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on the movie Sneakers, what we liked, including what we liked best, and also what we didn't like, including what we didn't like best. And let's uh, kick it back for some feedback and announcements. Very good, very good. Uh, we're also going to give you a final rating in there at the end of our likes and dislikes. Maybe. Maybe. It could be disputed, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, Alice, now that you got all that, uh, go ahead and find that target. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. They break and enter. How are we doing? Cause and position on the fire escape. Mothers in the cable vault. Preparing to suffer master circuit. But they're not thieves. We're getting too old for this. They know your secrets. But they're not spies. Gotta be there somewhere. What's he doing? Hey, Magna, really? Mr. Bishop, do you mind if I take a look? Carl. Grow up. I give you something to work, baby. Now they've got a new client. National Security Agency. I don't work for the government. Relax, Marty. It's just everybody on your team has had some sort of problem in their past. Now what are you saying? The NSA killed Kennedy? No. They shot him, but they didn't kill him. He's still alive. They may not want the job. Liz, I need your help. I will not be dragged back into your world. But they don't have a choice. We don't want to bust you. We want to hire you. We're the good guys, Marty. Can't tell you what a relief that is, Dick. Your job is to find that little black box. Got it. So it's a code breaker. No, 
It's the Codebreaker. Battle stations. Do you have the item? Can you guarantee my safety? Where is the item? Can you guarantee my safety? Martin, you've got trouble. Five seconds. Hang up, Fish! Hang up, they've almost got us! I didn't know that was River Phoenix. <laughs> well, you know, even though you have no memories of this, some of the things could still be like fuzzy and we may not recognize certain things. Recognize. Memories might get shifted. And so that's why we have a memory mind melt synopsis to sort of go over the things that we sort of remembered from this movie before we rewatched it and piecing the movie together from or those memories. Or watch it for the first time. Or watch it for the first time. Of course, you didn't contribute to these. No, <laughs> so, I didn't. <laughs> all right. So here's your memory mind melt synopsis of Sneakers. Two college friends hack into a school computer. One is arrested. One escapes to start a freelance spy team. The escapee, now played by Rob- Robert Redford, leads his crew in obtaining the ultimate decryption machine and is subsequently hunted down. Redford finds out his co- old college friend was plotting against him the whole time. Then there was a driving... <laughs> <laughs> you went Italian a- there. <laughs> then there was a driving... <laughs> of a vehicle blindly... Uh, in the end, the good guys win, bad guys lose. Uh, I guess some of that was right, but uh, they weren't hacking into the school computer. They are using oh. the school computer to hack. So I get to play my trusty Inception sound effect. Okay, guys. Paul, even though that was mostly technically right, our memories... Can you please give us the technical details about you know who was in this movie, who directed it, how much it made, stuff like that? Sure. The movie Sneakers is rated PG-13, runs two hours and six minutes. It was released on September 11th of 1992. The director is Phil Alden Robinson, and it stars Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, Cindy Poitier... Uh, River Phoenix, and uh, darn it, my tab just decided to re reload itself. Uh, Ned Ned Needle, what's his name? Ned Hold Needlelander? on, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, this thing is still reloading. That's fine. Where, wait, uh, who, where so is that from? Ned Needlelander. Who is that? Oh that's gosh, from um, what? Uh, no, uh, no, Groundhog Day. Oh, I totally forgot him to put him in here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ben Kingsley and Stephen Tobolowski. I always think of Tobolone. The, the, the Toberone, <laughs> the, the chocolate. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. Anyway. Movie, wait, uh, the budget for this movie was about $35 million, and it went on to gross over a hundred million dollars worldwide and plus 24 million dollars in rentals alone well all right sneakers good job yeah uh, i also want to say uh since we're sort of uh there oh, i forgot who wrote the music sorry that's okay hopefully they'll forgive you um I want to point out a few people that uh, we've actually have been in other movies that we've covered on the show. Uh, David Strathharn, who played Whistler in this, who was also in League of, A League of Their Own, which was episode 66. 
So go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 66 to listen to that one. Uh, River Phoenix was very young in The Explorers, which was episode 17. I wonder I don't remember that one. Yeah. uh, Eddie Jones uh, was also in A League of Their Own, 66, and was in The Rocketeer, which was slash two. Whoa. Uh, Mary McDonnell was in Independence Day. That was slash 16. And James Earl Jones was in Star Wars, which was Slash 79. And also, um, I forget, Ned Niederlander. I'm sorry, I don't don't have your name here in front of me. But he was in Groundhog Day, which was episode 73. And James Horner did the sound, the music. And he's done tons of, I'm sure, tons of the movies we've covered. Oh, it was Mr. James Horner. It was. The late James Horner. Well, then. Nice to meet yeah, he you. He did Jumanji. Well, there you go. That you're going to make me look up Jumanji, are you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jumanji was 84. Mask of Zorro was 29. He did Sneakers, The Rocketeer. Rocketeer was two. Um, he was a conductor. I'm okay, let's, okay, let's be Honey, done. I shrunk the kids. Okay, that I was think, 14. Um, let's continue on. Captain EO. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> batteries, <laughs> batteries not included. That was nine. He was on that. I think. Okay. Star Trek 3. Did all right, all right, all right, all right. No, we only did four. Okay. So, right. obviously, there are lots of characters in these movies. Maybe we even like some of these characters. And let's go ahead and just talk about, in general, the things we liked about Sneakers. Paul, uh, let's actually start with you this time. What's one thing you liked about the movie Sneakers? One thing that I liked is how they started off the movie and setting up that you think these are some robbers and hackers, but Mm. they're actually hired hackers. So you think they're bad guys, quote-unquote, but they're really good guys. And I like that at the, the beginning. It's like, oh... It's a little switcheroo that you're like, okay, I can like these guys even more now because yeah. they're on the good side. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had actually forgotten about that because I almost thought that they were going to be thieves. I'm like, really, do they they have thieves as the the sort of anti-hero good guys? I guess okay because because we had just left the 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 uh, sort of prologue scene where um, you know they're stealing right. and taking money from the rich to give to the poor. So maybe they're still doing that. That's kind of what I thought. But yeah, it was cool to yeah. see. I think this is probably the first movie I saw where it was that type of character um, where they're actually working for the bank to sort of figure out where their security is lacking. Yeah. Um, Chrissy, did did you like that that was the type of characters they were? Or would you preferred something like more a Robin Hood? Italian uh, job like? Yeah, well, yeah, the, exactly. It was the Italian job, yes. Yeah, no, I, I didn't ex- like... I guess the first thing I liked about the movie was that I didn't expect anything that was happening. Oh, okay. So I I called I called the friend being yeah, the bad guy, say. and then the NSA guys were like, "He's dead" or whatever. Or Robert Redford's character said that, yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, he died in jail," and I totally believed. It. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I totally did. Oh yeah, because there's everyone silent as they look at him, and they like make a big deal of that, and you're like, "Oh." Okay. It, uh, so I'm like, "Oh man, okay." And then and then something happened that 
they alluded to it and I was like, wait, it is him. Oh, oh. man. Or like he came out oh, when he was in the shadows before oh, before yes. he revealed himself. Ben Kingsley, yes. Yeah, I was like, it is you. <laughs> totally. The whole movie, the entire time, I, I was like, oh, man, this is another old movie and I'm going to probably fall asleep or be frustrated or annoyed about everything uh-huh. and hate all of it and I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what I was, I guess that's what I was expecting, which is maybe why I was t- totally taken aback by the fact that everything was surprising me. And I'm like, oh no, what's going to happen? Oh no, what's going to happen now? Okay. Wait, what about this? <laughs> Even near the end there, I wasn't sure. I mean, some of it was a little predictable, but mm-hmm. it wasn't so predictable that I was uh, upset by it. Okay, nice. Yes. Uh, for me, something I liked was... Uh, the going back to that the start of the movie, I I really appreciated this the transition from the past to the present happening over the television screen, and oh, yeah. the way that the TV screen, which almost looked like a one to one ratio, um, it, that's what the the start of the movie starts at, and then you it becomes this television screen that the surrounding area, the rest of the four by three or wide screen or whatever it is, fades up into and so then you pull back in its present day and it's the full it's the full like yeah. you know screen which i really liked i was i was hoping like oh no is too. this full screen or one by one the whole That's movie oh the no same thing happened to me because i was watching it on uh, i was streaming it and i was like oh man i got an sd copy <laughs> and then it's like no it says hd and i was like darn it i got a, a hd version and it's and it's four by three <laughs> and as i so it was really cool when it when it goes to present day it goes to widescreen so yes. that was cool yeah um, let's go back to, let's go back to Christy. What's something else you liked? Well, I like that they ended it with the TV. Oh yeah. And they've totally bookended oh, it with that. Yes. I didn't pick that up. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I was like, what's this TV thing happening? What are they talking about? And then I, I was like, you did what? Didn't you donate it to who? And oh, that was from the beginning of the movie. Oh, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> and I guess it sort of alludes that they are able to use the chip even though the NSA, I mean, because he kept, I guess, the most crucial part. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that a current day? Yeah, TV? that was current day. Well, I thought that that was like them saying that they had gone through with what they had done at the beginning of the movie. Well, it it sort of came full circle because they were able to do those things now because they have the chip. Um, they being the sneakers and not Ben Exactly. Kingsley. Exactly, yes. What was that guy's name? Cuz. Cosmo, yeah. So Cos, yeah. But he kept calling him Cuz. He did? Because I thought it was cousin. Um, um I was hearing. Well it was the cause, subtitles but... that I had on it said C O S Cause. Did he say cause? I thought he was saying cuz. Well, we'll talk oh. about accents in the next section. <laughs> will we? I, I will be. <laughs> At least someone's. Yes, um, we will. Be. <laughs> Okay, was there who had an accent? Ben, ben Kingsley. Kingsley sometimes. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. Um, oh, poor, poor guy. Yeah. Next section, sorry. That's okay. Um, something else I liked was the whole uh, sort of the crew figuring out where they took Bishop when uh, the NSA or whatever you want to call them, not the real NSA guys, but the bad guys 
took Bishop oh, away the, and the in the trunk. Paul Kent guy and uh, Paul Kent from Lois and Clark. Is that okay? I was wondering the, who the he played guy. in and then, Lois and Clark. And then okay. there was non-Richard Dreyfus. guy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> non-Richard Dreyfus. Exactly. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Or non-John Ritter. I tend to see him more as John Ritter than Richard really? Dreyfus. Really? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I see him as Richard Dreyfus. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> to each their own. He's in West the West Wing. He is, yeah. Um, you pointed that out I'm like like twice, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Oh really? Oh yeah, he yep. is." It's <laughs> usually how life is around here. He's forbidden in the East Wing, so he's found in the West Wing. <sighs> wow. Um, anyway, I like the whole idea of them having to figure out through sound wh- how to sort of trace this, trace him back to the Playtronics factory. Oh, I thought that facility. was ridiculous. Really? Like. Oh. Yeah, because like how much I like okay, when you're in the car it's like and then how much are you going to really remember? You know. Well, but you don't want to pull was, on that thread. Don't pull on that thread because the, then the whole movie falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why it's like, okay, Paul, turn your brain off, turn your brain oh, off. Good. So I wasn't really engaged like going, "Oh, this is cool." I was going, "No, Paul, turn your brain off." No. But for me, I sort of take him as um uh Robert Redford's character, uh, Martin Bishop or Martin Bryce, as being someone who who is always aware of what's going on, and that gives him the abilities to lead this team and be the point man in a lot of situations for what's happening. Because I don't think he could do that if he wasn't hyper aware in situations like that. I think he could, but maybe not as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly as well. And if he didn't as well, he wouldn't have a movie about. So, uh, Paul, what's something you did like, though? Uh, Robert Redford's acting. I really enjoyed the <laughs> subtle looks and the expressions he had every now and then. I was yeah. like, you know what? This is a good... He is a good actor. Yeah. So, I enjoyed his performance. Uh, probably more than anybody else's in the, oh, okay. in the cast. Nice. Yeah, I liked it, too. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was... So I don't think I've seen very many movies with him in it, but uh, I've, The Horse Whisperer is one of them, and he's very serious in that movie. And when he trips over the counter and jumps up and goes, oh, yeah. oh, I'm getting too old for this, <laughs> I was like, hey, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, and yeah. and his, not only physical comedy, though I think that might have been his only bit of physical comedy, but... Uh, that uh, was a stunt double. Well, okay, but... Because um, he shot it from the back, and I was like, whoa, Robert Redford just bit the dust. <laughs> I was like, no, Paul, that's not Robert Redford, but... So wow, did. Paul, is your brain always on like that when you watch movies? Yeah. That must be terrible. Usually. Yeah, it's, uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> that's why I asked to remind himself to turn his brain off, which I don't exactly. hold to, listeners, in case you were ever wondering... I don't hold to that concept. Which but is that's why you fine. hate Monty Python and the Holy Grail. We're not talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. We're talking about sneakers and Robert Redford at present because I wanted to say that I I thought a lot of the way he had expressions and moved his face yes. brought a lot of comedy, not just the things he said, but I, I really right. I really like that. Um, but uh, let's see. Let's go back to Christy. Um, I wrote down a I think I know one quote was from Sidney Poitier's character. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if the other one was, but um, when he, when oh. he's like, "Do you want to know why I got kicked out of oh. CIA?" <laughs> and then he goes, "My temper, M- M- mother heifers mess with me. I break their heads." 
That was totally, I had forgotten that and it's totally unexpected. And yes, it was because quite funny. He's like Mr. Serious Man. Yes, and he yes. like totally busted out with that line. And I was like, oh my God, oh my gosh. That was really funny. It was stupid, but it was funny. I felt yeah. like the whole movie was, yeah, it's got a bunch of those. And there was the, it wasn't a journey, it was a prank. I don't remember who said oh, that. I don't remember who said that either. Oh, I think it was Bishop. Bishop must have said Robert, that yeah, at Bishop. the very yeah. end yes. to yeah, cause. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that, that's good. That's good. That's good, Bishop. <laughs> good enough for me to write down, man. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see. Uh, what did you think about that line or that bit from Sidney Poitier, Paul? I thought it was... It... You had to ask. <laughs> because I thought it was fine, but then it's like, okay, now you're just doing this as kind of like fan service of like trying to like, okay, you got to, um, pardon my racism here, but you got to give the black man his spotlight, like for being pushed, pushed down. Here's his chance to stand up. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So, I never so even, for, I, never I didn't either, but I, I could Does see Does that make that. me racist if I don't notice it? No, okay. I don't know. There's, it, there's, it's all around. So you're, you're, you're doomed if you do, and you're doomed if you don't. So yeah, I was uh, on uh, the Cinescope podcast uh, for their episode 17, and we talked about Crimson Tide and something. The host of that show, Chad Hopkins, brought up was uh, a sort of underlying racism from Gene Hackman's character toward Denzel Washington, and that had never occurred to me and i still don't quite see it but uh but sometimes what, what i think you see we're talking about that is crimson tide about? that the movie oh, about, but did you see that here because no he did, I, there I is racism in there when, when yes, the guard called yes. at midnight and then yes so, so but that's very like, out in the open as opposed to right. a more subtle is it is it i'm not sure um but yeah i i i thought it was interesting though that that line using the mf expletive Apparently, according to IMDb again, this movie was rated G, or their MPAA rating was G, and so they threw in words so people, so parents or whoever didn't think this was a kid's movie. Oh, oh weird. That's yeah. funny. Um, but, yeah, because there's, like, no blood in it and not a whole lot of violence, so I could see why it wouldn't be. Yeah, so. there wasn't that many swear words either. Yeah, no, there wasn't. Until maybe near the middle or end. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Chrissy, what's something else you liked? I really liked um, the characters, the the sneakers group, and mm-hmm. and I really I'm sneaking these in together. <laughs> the music, <laughs> you know, well, really like the music. Actually, yeah. I'd rather talk about the music than the characters. I mean, okay. the characters that they were fun, but the music was. I'm very happy that it was James Horner because the, the moment it started, before the movie started, I was like, oh, no, here we go again, like with my complaint with Jaws. And it's like, da, la, 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 la. <laughs> I know John Williams is awesome and all, but I did not understand. Of course, I didn't see the whole movie. Anyway, whatever. I had a complaint about certain parts of the music and why it was chosen. The music in this movie mm-hmm. totally lent itself to the suspense and the, uh, what's going to mm-hmm. happen next? And there was no fanfare in the middle of a van drive, like, <laughs> let's all go out for ice cream during the worst part of the movie. I don't understand what's happening. I thought that James Horner did a very good job. Nice. What did wow. you think about James Horner's uh, composition in this, Paul? 
I completely disagree. I think we have complete opposites because I loved the Jaws music and I absolutely hated the music in this movie. Oh, really? That's so funny. Yeah, that is. I didn't mind John Williams and the music in Jaws. I, I have not seen the movie from start to finish. I know what happens. So the it was not congruent at all for me to hear some sort of fanfare when the boat was like going after him when soon after that they're almost dead in the water so i knew that that was coming up and when i hear the la 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 we're all going out for tea it's so amazing i was like <laughs> shoot me in the face why is this music happening right now it's just because terrifying that's- that's their their theme they had a theme their theme was dun dun I know. More upbeat. No, I. So whenever they had the Jaws, he had his theme, and then they had like the townspeople. They had their theme, and so yeah. it's like the townspeople. All right, this is their theme. They're gonna go out, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna save the day. Da-na-na. You know, that's a little fanfare there. Yeah, I mean, Danae talked to me about it, and she's like, if you had never seen the movie and you saw it from beginning to end, it would be, it would make sense because you're trying to trick you into a sense of like. Oh yeah, okay. Something fun is happening. They're gonna get the bad guy, and and suddenly they're almost dead. And everyone, you think everyone's dead, but that one guy, in like less than ten minutes, you know. Are we but, still talking about Jaws right now? Yes. No, I <laughs> just want to make. I think that no, I I think it makes sense. But for me, I liked this music. I was p- paying particular. No, I had no idea it was James Horner. I was like, good job for for not doing what you normally do my heart will go on sorry um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i always hear titanic when i or uh, yeah titanic is the only one i can think of now anyway i liked it i thought Anyway, so I liked it. I don't know if I would listen to it sans movie because I haven't done that yet, mm-hmm. but I thought it made me bite my knuckles. So I liked for me, I'm split between the two of you. I liked the parts that were tension, like where it was on the lower end of the piano and very like dissonant. I thought that was a That's great what I ad. Hated the most <laughs> great, Paul. Thanks. You had your piece already. Now let me have mine. Um, but sort of the more sort of almost had this noir feel that I don't know if the movie was necessarily going for. So I felt like it didn't yeah. quite match. Um, yeah. But um, if you took it on its own, I think I would like it. Um, one other thing I did like, though, and then we'll get to our classic makers for sneakers, was I thought it was really fascinating how Cosmo, uh, Ben Kingsley's character, the bad guy, seemed to want Marty around so much just so he could have someone that understood him. Like, I got the sense that he's been in prison and just around uh, mafia guys, and, like, they they just think of him as, like, I don't know, a geek or just a computer guy, but they don't really get him. Whereas Marty, I mean, they they haven't been together for, I don't know, what is it, 20 years or some crazy amount of time, and they're doing the same thing they did in college. Pause it. If uh, you convince people the bank's going to fail... What's going to happen? Uh, then the bank, people don't believe in the bank, and then the bank fails. And I mean, they just pick up their dialogue right back where they started. And I feel like I just, I thought that was very true of a true friendship, or even though this one I felt was more one sided, but um, I, I really appreciate that. I thought they, the movie handled that very well. I would say relationship, not friendship. Mm, yeah, maybe that'd be a better 
Barrowego. Not like romantic well, relationship you're talking about, but just like relationship interpersonal relationship. Well, some people don't think, oh, relationship, you're specifying that over friendship. You must be uh, romantic. <laughs> My gosh, Francisco. <laughs> oh, rom- no wonder you and I are not good at flirting with each other. Oh, romantic. That's hot. That's hot right there. Um, wow. Okay. Well, let's talk about the hot things about this movie, though. What are our classic makers for sneakers? Uh, Paul, what's yours? The cast. I thought the cast was uh, a lot of fun just mm-hmm. to see these different, like Dan Aykroyd and River Phoenix and everybody. To see them all together, I thought it was really, uh, um, it's a weird I, it's it's kind of weird to see there uh, such different characters all on the screen, you know mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. they all pulled from different sources, but it's still they it was still fun to see. Nice for for me, my classic maker is a bit more uh, minute than that, or more focused than that. I actually I really loved Whistler's character, the blind guy played by uh, I forget his name now uh, David Strathorn. Strathorn? I, I really everything they did with him, even though I know you didn't like the whole relocating where Bishop was, but I liked that. I liked him just sort of doing the braille computer and being able to read and say, oh, and like when he, they're looking at the rooms in the big uh, government or toy factory building, and he's like, this this room is bursting with ultrasonic. Or anything yeah. we want must be in there. I just I I loved all that. The whole like. He's that, still a great part of this team, even though he's blind. It's I yeah. loved it. Yeah, that's <clears> cool. Um, <laughs> the braille and the computer thing is too much, uh, but the um, you know no, him listening. To, Why is that like, too the much? Different sounds in the in the. How is it what? Why is how's it too the braille? much? Why? Because it was flashing so by he couldn't read it all. Like on a screen, you could see like a thousand characters at the same time where his fingers could only touch a couple of the sensor. He could get an idea of what it is, though. Yeah, I don't know. That's what he was doing. So much. That doesn't. Have you read Braille (laughs) off of one of those? And do you know precisely how it works to be blind? I could see it. Do you you have empirical data? 10% of the. Of the uh, on the screen, he was touching less than fifty percent of the braille things that were going up and down, and so it was like freaking out. Oh, this is this! I'm like, yeah, that's what made his you... character so great because he was he was so sharp. I was like, how can you tell that's that other than that it's written for you in the script to say that it's his superpower, Paul? How does Daredevil yeah. get around and do martial arts? But it I will say does. it was a fun scene to see him driving. Yes, that was definitely fun. <laughs> As he run almost he tries to get them to just not hit the car and then he hits the car. That was right. And then yeah. breaking five seconds. And then the stop at stopped. the end. <laughs> yes. I was literally going with my mouth wide open, going, Oh my gosh, what the <laughs> In a good way, or you're like, How could that have happened? In a good but very shocking oh, okay. shocking but in a good way. Yes, you know? Because yes, yes. no one was hurt. But yeah. it, I was like, I was surprised no one's hurt. <laughs> And uh, so that was mine. Christy, let's end with yours. What was your end or like section with your classic maker? Uh, It's not very succinct. I I don't know really how to pull it together very well, but it's not really my thing when I'm on this podcast being (laughs) succinct. Pull it together, dancer. (laughs) Um, 
I really, really, really loved that this whole movie reminded me of all of my favorite TV shows and movies that I watch oh, really? now. Like oh, wow. everything that they used, except Enhance for that image. <laughs> we'll yeah, except for, <laughs> except for that. Um, I mean, that just made me laugh because they still do that. So what is this? Nineteen ninety two, and I watched. Um, oh, now I've forgotten what CSI. Thank you, but that's not exactly what I was gonna. Yes, shows like CSI, uh, Person of Interest. Um, there's a couple other shows. There's a uh, I can't remember. This the is show. us. Show. No, can you stop, please? <laughs> Gosh. Um, the show. Okay, if I tell you the girl from Coyote Ugly. Which one? There's like the blonde girl. The name. The main one. I never saw them. I never saw them. All right. Well, she was in a show about um, being a CIA agent. Now I've forgotten what it was called. I watched the entire season, I think. Oh, Covert Affairs. Yes, Covert Affairs. And you want me to stop. You never had that. And don't be like that. And and that, there was a blind guy in that one too. Her partner was oh, blind, yeah, and they had right. that they had that computer in that one where he reads it at the top mm-hmm. of the computer. All of the special like tracking the or splitting the phone call and the tracking and all the computer like they had to set all this entire room full of stuff. And I felt like now they do the same thing, but they do it they do it with just. I don't know. One little box. Like Minority Report. Yeah, like they just do it on their screens. But it reminded me of CSI. It reminded me of Italian Job. It reminded me of Ocean's Eleven. It reminded me of all Mm. these other things that I love. And I was like, cool. Maybe this came first. I I was just positing some things in my head about that. But I don't actually know if if this is where it started. Mm -hmm. But it seemed like a... I don't know. It just sort of launched all of the... I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I really well, liked that. It, I mean, it would be really cool to know how much of an inspiration this movie was yes. to other filmmakers making movies uh, like a decade later. Um, I, I don't know if we have any way of knowing that, but uh, it, it definitely has the feel like it might have inspired them. It just reminds really cool. me a lot of a, of, of Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which I was, I <clears throat> was really enjoying be, mm-hmm. watching this. I, I dated it wrong when I was mentioning it to somebody, but um, watching it isn't the, when the technology wasn't out really, yeah. or just beginning like every, to emerge. <laughs> yeah, everything in this was very cutting edge. Whereas today, it's like, wow, that's so dated. <laughs> Not war games dated, but still. Um, well, cool. Uh, so those were the things we really liked about the movie. And before we get to the things we didn't like, uh, we like to go out to social media and say, hey, uh, everyone, what do you like or what do you remember or how do you rate this movie? And here's what some of you had to say. First, uh, Steve Hamilton said, rummaging through the trash never looks so fun. Uh, Prediction, classic. Also, I really like the cast ensemble. Nowadays, when you put that many good actors together, the movie tanks. A computer matched you two together? (laughs) Uh, then thank you, Steve. Uh, Ryan R. Jackson says, I've only seen this movie once, but I thought it was a great mix of humor and intensity. The last scene, classic. Uh, Diego Avila, 79, said, I remember that I keep confusing this with the movie Sleepers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think if I've ever seen that movie. 
I, I haven't. So. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Christy? Whatever. No, whatever it is, it sounds funny though that you would confuse sleepers yeah. with sneakers. Um. So thank you, Diego. Uh, finally, Brian Keating closes out our uh, feedback on sneakers section by saying, "Okay, my story for this one is that it was the last movie I watched in high school before graduation. Our business slash computer teacher." Put it on for us because I guess it was relevant somehow. Anyway, the very beginning of the movie had me pretty riveted. And the kicker is that was that was all I saw was the first 30 minutes because we ended up having all this kinds of graduation related ceremonies and practices the following week. I spent years hoping to run across this movie on TV to finish it and finally did about three years ago when it appeared on Netflix. The rest of the film, wow. not as good as the first 30 minutes, but it was fun. It's ironic Dan Aykroyd plays a crazy conspiracy theorist, but really is one in real life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is he? Uh, yeah. I didn't realize I mean, it's that. It's not probably. ironic, but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, it's a qu- good uh, life imitating art or vice versa. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much, Brian, and thank you, everyone, for uh, your feedback on the show. Um uh, so now let's talk about the things we did not like about this movie, Sneakers. I'll start us off. Um, I So why? And I looked this up because right after I realized what had happened with uh, the prologue and uh, Martin getting away from the police um, for this computer fraud hacking, I thought, okay, why... Are they still looking for him? Because I'm sure the statute of limitations for computer fraud or hacking or something like that is not the 20, 30 years that um, he was evading the authorities. You did something wrong. You did something wrong. I looked it up, and it's not that. It's like, I, I, you know what? I honestly forget what the actual number was. It's in the tens of years. I mean, it's in the single digits of years, though. It's not 30 okay, years. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So that that was a bit I was like, oh really? I don't think you'd still be running after all this time, but okay. Um Well maybe you were a kid. FBI comes after you or whatever. I suppose, but by the time yep. he's well into his middle ages. Yeah, but if it's categorized as um not, is it what espionage? What is it? Basically working for a different country to sabotage the US? Oh, I guess I could see that. A treason. Maybe yeah. maybe it was treason. I don't know. I didn't like look at the flyer or anything or if to it's see. Federal? What... It's No, even federal. It's and computer hacking apparently is typically um uh charged as a federal crime because computer systems cross state lines so so um typically <laughs> cross countries and countries about? yes but i mean if if they can um if there's evidence that all the computer usage hacking happened in one state then the state could prosecute it but otherwise it's typically a federal offense um so that's that's one little thing that that bothered me but uh christy what's something that bothered you the terrible chokehold they did on bishop <laughs> on who bishop yeah, it was the one that uh, oh, Richard Dreyfus slash throwing uh, him, uh, knocking him in the head, and he conveniently knocked out. And then they're like, "Now I'm gonna choke hold you." No, no. Um, I was in the office. This, yeah, this was r- after he'd been talking with Ben Kingsley, and they right. were going to. 
Yeah, because no. he looked at the guy and he was like, oh, no, not again. And then, but the the non-Richard Dreyfus guy came up behind him and, and choked. Uh, yeah, the chokehold first and then they knocked him out. Yeah. Oh, I thought well, the, the chokehold choke knocked, knocked him, him out. out. Oh, was it? Whatever it was. It was <laughs> terrible. Like he was choking him with his forearm yeah, instead yeah, of the, the the elbow bend and his bicep. Yeah. Like that's what <laughs> you get. Um, it's like he's trying to crush his windpipe as opposed to cut off the blood supply to his brain, which is really what you want to do in a chokehold. Like, <laughs> who's almost oh, the black belt here? I'm just commenting. That. Who's almost the black belt here? Who is a doctor? Not me. Um, Doctor Who? <laughs> Paul, what's something you didn't like about this oh, movie? Goody. Now I can talk about how horrible the music is. <laughs> you already talked about this that. This music is so bad, especially like in the intense scenes where then it it's it's a piano. It's like a, a four-year-old banging on the, <laughs> the lower end of a piano. It's 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 kind of like when an intense scene comes and someone literally mouths dun dun dun, <laughs> and, but they like did it, it with the piano, and so, and it's like they were with the piano dun dun dun, dun <laughs> and it's like stop it, you had orchestra and now you brought the piano and banging it loud just it threw me out of the movie every time. So every time it started to get too intense, it just threw me out with the stupid banging of the piano. Huh. Yeah. It did not do that for me, like I said before. I actually liked that part, those parts the most. I wonder if I listened to the soundtrack separately away from the movie and not only concentrated on the musicality, if I would feel the same way. Yeah. I, I can't separate. I don't separate the music and the movie very well. I don't listen, like, listen and watch them separately in my brain. I don't nitpick hardly at all unless something is glaringly obvious mm-hmm. or um, I, sometimes I'll get really annoyed with, with things fanfare but. going after a shark <laughs> <laughs> okay also to be fair the the headphones i had the splitter can't handle both of ours oh, so yeah. i had only half the dialogue and all of the music so all i was hearing was like and i was like what is happening they're about to die <laughs> i don't understand why we're celebrating <laughs> okay anyway <laughs> you're gonna celebrate life while you have it i guess that's true I didn't um, understand. That's okay. If I heard all of that music separately, I would probably really enjoy it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. But what's something you went? What's something else you didn't didn't enjoy about this movie? Um, why do people still believe that complete equality actually works? That that's on the assumption that everyone oh, is yeah. good and moral and wise. Yeah. I'm so tired of these <laughs> these <laughs> villains being like. Everything must be given to everyone. Gosh darn it, base. Oh no! <laughs> Thank you, Carmen. <laughs> but it doesn't like it's a nice thought. But that's the you're then assuming that everyone will a have that same thought and b choose to be kind, wise, and moral like you yeah. think you are mm-hmm. on your best that's, days. That's a really good point. Yeah. Here, like, yeah, here. Right what? What was that for? <laughs> yes, here, here. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm, I may be stepping on listeners' toes because there might be people out there that you're not. What are you? I'm, I'm being your peanut right gallery now. thinks you're hilarious, <laughs> but I don't. Oh. <laughs> but I don't. It's just you can't. It doesn't work. The human race is not all wise and moral and kind. And, and, Indeed, and you can't. It doesn't. 
you, you're broken in your head, son. You're broken in your head. <laughs> well, you know, he's Gandhi. He wants peace. And so... Uh, <laughs> Don't make fun of Gandhi, man. Well, that's... But, I, but Robert he played Redford's Gandhi is what I'm saying. character says, you know, you're crazy. And yeah. Yeah, he, I, I, I believed him where he... The last... I think he said it twice, but I think the second time he really meant like... Okay, if you get, if you get rid of all the money that solves all the world, yeah, you are crazy. Mm. Yeah, that, that I I agree. Yeah, that wasn't something I put down, but I totally agree with that sentiment. Yeah, it's not that's not the that's not wisdom. That's just that's almost like you just want anarchy. Like you're tired of everyone else being bigger than you, so you just want to bring everyone down to your level. You know what, Francisco? <clears throat> there is such thing as too many secrets, though. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Thanks, <God>. Paul. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Will you divulge one of your secrets of something you didn't like? Okay. The deal at the end with, um, Darth Vader there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Tahiti is not going to negotiate. We'll give you the box. And okay. I thought it was ridiculous. He was, he got, he kept getting mad. Really? You want to ask for more? Like all these people like, dude, there's a whole team of them. Yes. Okay, you know they're all going to ask why you keep getting mad. Okay. It's James Earl Jones to be mad. <laughs> but they, not like 15 minutes earlier, were trying to do the same thing. Like, look, I'll give you the the box to Ben Kingsley, and you're going to let us go free, right? They were trying to do the same kind of deal. Like, look, we'll give you the box. You give us something. And the enemy was going to kill him for that. Why wouldn't James Earl Jones and company kill them too? Well, I so guess it's like, why are they trusting them? Because I guess this be- is a whole movie where you're not trusting I anybody. Oh, James Earl I- Jones <laughs> comes in mad. I better trust him. You, you're not going to know who to trust. Exactly. Here's the thing. They called the actual NSA offices and he was an actual NSA person. So, oh, so he's upright and moral, and you can but, trust no, him. No, but you I mean, call a random guy. Okay, more trustworthy than just some company that you don't. Some Not the. It doesn't follow the premise that they set up in this movie. I, dude, you, know you notice I, the most random things that piss you off so much, <laughs> and it's so weird because I'm like, what? Look, if you build a world, you build these rules. I'm fine with come. that. If you want to make a, a guy turn into a big green monster. Okay, but then you got to follow the rules that you set. They set the rules where you don't trust anybody. That when you make a deal, they're gonna turn their they're gonna turn on you. So at the end, what is the moral? You make a deal so they don't turn on you. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't match. No, I didn't even. I don't even. How do but you? I think. Oh, how do you even like? <laughs> how do you even come up with? Come up! I'm brain. trying to follow the story. Then they don't. No, follow no, themselves. I just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it. Whoa, whoa, Turbo! I'm just—I'm <laughs> not disagreeing with you. I just—I can't anywhere in my brain find the the ability to. You've come up to to watch a movie at the beginning and then say, ah, there there are five rules the movie has now set up, and now the movie must follow them congruently until the end, or else I will be very upset. I I, I guess I'm like Robert Redford, where I keep a track of all these things. <laughs> yes, apparently you are, because I I'm like there is a rule. What's he saying? And the more you explain it, the more like, well, I guess, but. I always I, like happy endings with a tiny little bow and sprinkles everywhere and everybody's smile goes ting. 
That's it. I like so. You would love Waynesville. <laughs> Paul, to your point, yeah. and I don't recall a bit of dialogue where someone said, um, well, no, I guess that one guy, the, the, Russian? the Russian does say, trust no one. No, That's true. Right. he says you're never, you're not going to know who to trust. Yeah. Well, okay. Right. Same sentiment though. Yeah. Um, so I guess there is that point. But the, the the whole dealing with the Ben's King Kingsley character is that if you're going to deal for the box, they're going to turn on you. That's the lesson learned there. Well, no. Actually, I think the lesson learned is you don't trust Robert Redford's team because they're all lying. Oh, yeah, it never really worked. Oh, oh, right. that's okay. We'll still give you everything you want. Aha, and we still get the chip. So right. maybe it's that we, the audience, should be should be the ones who... Uh, don't you'll never know who to trust. Yeah, that's true. I'll I'll concede <clears throat> on that point. Haha. Another point for me. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um let's talk real quick about Ben Kingsley's American accent. He's not American? I think he's British. Is he? I thought so. You should look it up. I thought he was Indian. No. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Poor Ben Kingsley will but never live down being Gandhi. I don't know if he is trying to do he a Boston accent or a New York accent. I don't know what was going on, but it seemed like it was very muddled or inconsistent. I just, I was like, he's international, Mola. so he has a lot of influence. I just, just pick an accent. I don't care if it's just standard American or be English, whatever. You're around a bunch of English what is mobsters. Standard whatever. American, Californian. <laughs> Uh, New York. <laughs> Boston. I should say West Coast uh, United States. And maybe that would be a little bit more sufficient. Oh, dude. <laughs> Surfer talk. West Coast. Not not colloquialisms, like, just accents. Uh, that's no, right, Well, that's Paul. all right. That's the right. West Side Coast. of the United States is all stoked up with a bunch of pond anyway, so we'll all just sound like stoner, stoner surfers now. <laughs> No, that's Colorado. Um, it's also Washington, fine. Oregon, and California. Fine. fine. West Coast. You mean the best coast. It's <laughs> covered in a thick fog, and it isn't from the winter weather. No, it's from all the pollution. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Paul, how about, uh, let's, how about you give us one more thing you didn't like before we get to our tragic makers? Okay, the buildup... At the end, when uh, Robert Redford and Ben Kingsley were in the building at the end, and they were about to trade for the lives, the box for the lives, and then there was a moment where Robert Redford was like, "Oh, you think you've got us? Well, and this was in my head was like, oh, this is where in the movie." It, they show like, oh, you think we've been doing this, but actually we have this whole other plan where like we can get out and everything. Like mm-hmm. leverage. And it's like, oh, yes, yeah. Yes. And then he's <clears> like, <throat> now. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're about to reveal this big alternate plan that was like way better. And then he says now, and then a guy falls from the ceiling <laughs> to distract them from their guns. You know, it's like, oh, this big thing, that's th- this big double cross that, that was about to happen, didn't happen. It was just a distraction. Oh, my gosh, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It thank was you. such thank a buildup and such a letdown. That, okay. Here's why I'm thanking you so much, Paul. Because I'm just going to go with my tragic maker. 
Okay. Okay. I felt like this movie, Sneakers, was missing something, and I could not put my finger on what it was. I think it had all the great, all the makings of a great movie. I, mm. and the, you have a great cast, I think a great plot, uh, but mm. it's just, I felt like it was missing just something, and I couldn't think of what it was, and I think that's exactly what it needed, is some big double cross that you're not seeing coming, and all of a sudden, <gasps> the whole time? Oh my gosh! I think that's exactly right. what this movie needed to have been a really great movie. Right. And they set it up for it right at that moment where Ben Kingsley character walks away. They said, shoot my friend. And he's like, okay, you, you, you know, and yep. then here it comes. And then there it wasn't. Or the, <laughs> what, it was just like a distraction. It was like, yeah, yeah. Ah, I got your gun. <laughs> yeah. I thank you. I, I right. appreciate. Yeah. Christy, what's your tragic maker? I'm curious. That wasn't my tragic maker, though. I know, I know. I'm going to get back oh, to you, Paul. Okay, but it was your tragic yeah, maker, it was right? Mine, yeah. oh, okay, that. Sorry. I don't understand how you guys watch your movies with so much of your brain. Like, great expectations is hard to fulfill. What? So yes, I don't have. I didn't Dickinson? have great expectations. Maybe, maybe that was what I. Every time I watch a movie, I'm like, probably gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> hated it <laughs> think like paul think like paul no, i'm just kidding um i did i don't <laughs> maybe that's why i liked it so much maybe i, mean, I, I get what you're saying but mm-hmm. at the same time i was totally like oh cool they're gonna do a little double cross oh wait no just kidding guy totally fell out of the wall that's hilarious like i thought that was funny oh I was yeah like, no, i did it I was so disappointed. Like, you're kidding me. You don't remember the movie you watched? It's been a while for him, I think he said. Oh, okay. Um, I I liked, I mean, near the end it was a little bit like, oh, I see what you did there with the whole empty answering machine. and Yeah. And I knew you were going to do that. But mm-hmm. then I was like, yeah, so, and the movie was made in 92. And I also usually know I can predict some of the bad guys or people that are going to die because they make them out to be these amazing characters <laughs> in the show. So I'm like, hey, you're going to kill that one off first, or that one's going to end up betraying you or whatever. So that's not, I mean, that's just, that's what I think about in the movies. I yeah, yeah, yeah. The bad Sean guy Bean first, wasn't but. in this movie. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, that's really funny. I just started remembering all the movies where he does that. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think that's funny that you, you guys pointed all that out. Okay, am I doing my tragic maker? Yes, please. Um, I don't like the villain. Ben Kingsley. Yeah, I don't. Or the I think group I don't know. Oh, the rest of those guys can go suck on grapes. They were just <laughs> side characters, annoying. Grapes the old grumpy rad. guy, though. That guy was like. <laughs> Who pooped in your Cheerios this morning? Like, why are His you so? three ex-wives. <laughs> yeah, why are you so pissed right. off about everything? Like, he was a one-dimensional character that was just like, if you could say "f you" every time he talked, I swear that's what he was saying. Right. Like, "f you." Like, he had no. He added nothing except for the picture in the book. That guy. That was all he added. <laughs> that guy. I, I thought the who's the non-Richard Dreyfus character. <laughs> I yeah. thought you could have like just gone with that guy because I don't know the good cop bad cop routine was terrible. But anyway, yeah. Um, the Ben Kingsley. I don't know. I've never seen Gandhi. I don't. I know his name, but I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen any movies where he's <laughs> other than this one. 
So uh, he was terrible. <laughs> he looked he looked fine, but and and I didn't I didn't notice anything weird with an accent. But that's probably because he was supposed to have one and didn't. Or if he's yeah. I didn't. I wasn't paying that much attention. I was too annoyed with his philosophy on life oh, yeah. and his personality disorder. I was like, are you, are you gonna, what are you, are you like a, I, I just see my best friend right now. I just, I just need a hug. I, <laughs> I just really wanted money and not I, to be in jail. And I hate that I have to kill my best friend. I'm <laughs> just really upset right now. <laughs> Yes, that's so. And don't you love my fish tank? Because it keeps showing up in these scenes. And I don't know why it's there. Because I have lots of money so I can have a really big saltwater oh fish tank. Or also that room, the silent room with those random crates. I was like, that you can I hear everything amplified once they go in there. Yeah. And I was like, what are these crates? Are Actually, those are super expensive supercomputers. Oh, okay. That's what they're supposed to represent. And th- I mean, that's what they, sit they down are, on them? look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're they're like empty crazy. plastic bins that <laughs> like, yes. amplify the sound, which no one's supposed to hear. <laughs> they're like, burp, left cheat sneak on a supercomputer. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I don't know about this Ben King, the guy, because I don't like. <laughs> I think he might be lorded, actually. Oh, well, I'm sure he's like, I haven't seen him in anything else that I can remember. So if this is the only way we see him, man, that's pretty terrible. And I'm so sorry. Did you see Iron Man 3? He is knighted. He's Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah. so I I'm, did not. No. Know. Yes, but not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know what other, what, other than Gandhi. Schindler's List he was in. I did see that, but I I don't remember very much of it because I was probably 15 and all I could remember was how terribly sad it was. Mm. It was black and white. A lot of death. And red. It was also red. Anyway. And, uh, anyway, that's Aslan was trying to free the slaves. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Um, cool. Uh, so Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That sounds great. That's so tragic. <laughs> cool. I'm distracted. I don't know what to say. Paul, what's your tragic maker? Close this, this out. This movie is so slow. I'm right there with what's his name where they he said he saw the first 30 minutes. Brian, yes. Brian, yes. And after about like the 30, I paused it. And I was like, oh, this, this movie is probably halfway over. And I looked at the time. Only 36 minutes has gone by. And I'm like. I don't know if that's really good because a lot happened in that 36 minutes, uh-huh. but it's like, but I feel like an hour went by. So I dread the next seemingly oh. four hours of trying to finish <laughs> this movie. And then, okay. I get why the movie is called sneakers because at the climax, Robert Redford's character has to move so slow to sneak in to get the box. It's kind of like, Dude, you don't want that as your climax. You want big... Basically, whoever edited the trailer for this should have edited the movie. <laughs> and with the mu- and including the music. So, uh, I disagree, but okay. But it's, this <clears throat> is, I, is just tragically slow to me. It I needs disagree. A, it definitely needs a recut. Okay. I, I disagree. I, yeah. that, that sneaky scene reminded me of Mission Impossible. 
Uh, you know what? It reminded me that it wasn't Mission Impossible because that's high action. That yeah, got me. Of course into, it and, wasn't. But how? What's to say that this movie didn't spawn a bunch of those ideas? That's fine, but this act, this movie was a guide on what not to do. I Mission Impossible, was... Ocean's Eleven. Those are all great movies on how to make it work. Well, I don't. This is a movie compare that doesn't them. Work. That's like that's like telling. I feel that's like saying to your kids, <laughs> "You're the better version of your like <laughs> of your parent in front of your parent, in front of their parent." When the parents you gotta dead, be then like you can your sister. It. Yes, <laughs> she's the good one, or oh, vice versa. Um, wow, where to go from there? Uh, I I I personally didn't find it overly slow. I thought there was. Every whenever I stop to think, okay, this is kind of dragging. Oh, this is interesting now. It it never really got to a big lull. I think there may be some um, sorry, what minor was that? lulls. Big lull. <laughs> what did you say? I don't think there were any big lulls. Lulls. Oh, in the movie. Where I'm like, oh my gosh, why is why big is this even in here? <laughs> well, see you later. But um, I could see how it seemed like there was a lot to go on. And I felt like they too much. I felt like they were trying to give ample time to all the characters and I felt like they did that. Um you sort of knew where they were all coming from and none of them felt like undeveloped, except for maybe River Phoenix's character a little bit felt the most underdeveloped. Yeah. Um but anyway, okay, that's that's fine did, for you. Am Paul. I the only one that liked this movie? <laughs> uh, well, you know what, but that's we'll awesome that you have a out. fresh perspective. So maybe that uh, Either that, or I have no brain in my head, and that's. <laughs> no one said that. Uh, I didn't say that. Uh, Paul, why did you say that? Jeez, that's so mean. <laughs> it wasn't me. It must have been the red fox. <laughs> yeah, the red fox with the Santa hat. Red fox stand by. Um, okay, guys. Well, we've entered all our targeting information into the firing computer. Uh, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right. Do we rate sneakers a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see this, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, we'd only recommend this to people who have seen the movie movie before. We wouldn't say it's something to see for the first time. Uh, or a tragic, we'd recommend no one see this. Uh, if, if you glance it, on like Netflix or wherever, don't pick it up. And if you have good memories, don't sully them with a rewatch. With a rewatch, uh, let's begin like as we do with our guest, Christy. How do you rate sneakers? Am I expounding or just rating? Feel free to expound if you like. I don't want to say because I feel bad now. You shouldn't. I am writing it a classic because oh, nice. I would tell everyone to watch this because I feel like it spawned a whole bunch of really cool ideas that are used in some really great movies. And it made me um, smile and I enjoyed it. And other than the villain and the terrible <laughs> chokehold, but it's an old movie. So I, I excuse it when they're old. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're excused. You can be stupid for some of the parts. Okay. But I didn't uh, want to kick it in the face. So you didn't want to chokehold it, and correctly. I yes, and I didn't really do any sort of knitting or crocheting through it. Oh, so. nice. Oh, yeah. I guess you didn't really. Nope. Nice. I kept putting it down because I was like, "What's gonna happen next?" <laughs> well, that's awesome. Okay, so classic from Christy. Uh, Paul, what do you rate sneakers? 
I'm like, Christy, I kicked this movie in the face and called it a tragic. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Uh, I'd recommend, uh, even if you have seen it, I'd recommend watching some of the other movies that we previously mentioned that are like it. They're they're all better. Don't waste your time on this bypass it, which is unfortunate because it has such a good cast. Uh, so we have a classic from Christy, a tragic from Paul, and by the tone of my voice, if you've been listening to our show for any length of episodes, you can probably guess that I rated this in Nostalgic, which means the Retro Rewind podcast rates sneakers a drop. But wait, no, no, no. That's not actually the final rating because one, if you are one of our patrons at the $2 level, we actually ask you guys, how do you rate the movie? And it will actually factor into the final reign in the case of a draw, which we have here for sneakers. So I already went out to our patrons at that level and asked, hey, guys, how do you rate this movie? And collectively, they rated it nostalgic. So according to the Retro Rewind podcast and our patrons, we rate sneakers a disputed, a highly disputed nostalgic movie. We'd recommend Paul, go to your corner. you rewatch this movie if you've seen it before, but it's probably not worth it if this How is your first time How do I become a $2 it. patron? Because my vote wasn't counted in that. You don't get an extra vote, Paul. So thank you so much, patrons. If you'd like to have a say, and especially when we get to points where we have a draw like this, consider being one of our patrons on Patreon by going to... It's just... I liked it. com slash... Patreon. <laughs> we need to have a vast variety of. No, it's good to have good with the bad. So yeah, it, gives totally. it, it balances that out. Yeah. So. You don't want cranky pants to ruin the show. <laughs> you, you can't call yourself cranky pants when you look like a red fox in a Santa hat. Uh, so thank you, Chrissy and Paul and our patrons for their reigns. We have just about reached the last nav point and the end of the episode, but it's actually not the end of the show. If you've been listening now for a few episodes, you know that much like uh, Level and Star Fox or uh, Super Mario World, there's bonus content to discover. You don't need a cheat code or to actually even up, up, down, go down, anywhere. Up, up, right. Yeah, you don't need the Konami code. Um, you just need to become one of our patrons for as little as $1 per episode and you get, you'll Get our new tubes, our 1.21 game watts. We just played a fun uh, race to replace game where we shook up the retroverse. Uh, for instance, one of the things we decide is that there are no more teen comedies. They have all been replaced by romantic comedies. So you can hear the, the shakedown of that and, and more. Uh, so please consider becoming one of our patrons and you'll get things like that. You also get our pre and post show sometimes with outtakes and as well as we just did a, we do movie commentary sometimes and we just released one for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. So that's a fun lesson as well. Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I uh, uh, also want to remind you to, as always, you do not have to be a patron. It's open to all our listeners. Go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash CastYourVote to vote on the movies we cover. Uh, if we were to close voting today, uh, your top, your next top five movies would be <sighs> Space Camp. Hook. Yeah. <laughs> That's Space Camp. I'm not thrilled about it. Paul is thrilled. I am yeah. What was that, Christy? I've never seen it. That's that's it's fine. Well, you know, you don't worry about it. 
no, no. You should give it a try. Actually, I, you know, we should wait for the episode to find out. But uh, Space Yeah, Camp, I listen to all the episodes. Of course you do. Of course I do. Uh, Hook. With all my free time. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story, Aladdin, and Short Circuit 2. That's, nice. I would not have expected that. So, uh, if you. Hook is after? Uh, Hook is number two if we were to close voting today. Great. I'll go vote. Okay. Uh, so, where was I? Totally threw me off, Chrissy, but that's okay. Yeah, so go what I'm here for. Vo- vote on those movies up or down if you, if unless you liked those next five movies, then I guess do nothing. But we are always wanting you to drive the movies we cover, so go and check that out. Uh, last, we didn't get any really feedback this time, but if you want to leave us feedback on this episode or any other, the best place to do that is on the comment section for this episode at again retro rewind podcast.com slash one zero four um or there's you can also contact us through social lots of social media outlets which paul will go over uh but now before we get to nap point omega paul take it away all right next time we'll be going back to the year 1986 to watch a boy who could maybe fly or the title is the boy who could fly uh, but until then, you could find us on theretrojunkies.com, listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, support us through Patreon and PayPal, and follow us on social media such as Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you for being an awesome friend, awesome co-host, awesome sneaker yeah, you know, I put you on oh, as a shoe. I'm an old shoe. Yeah. I'm an old soul. <laughs> oh, nice. That was a better direction to go. Um, but I love doing this show with you. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Do you say that at the end of every show? I well, oh. I, no, I say something to that effect of you're an awesome friend, you're an awesome co-host, and then I do some different flavor. <laughs> I'm bored of you. I'm going to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> I'm Christy also like to thank you for coming back to the show and being always willing to uh, handle these movies, especially when I can't find another co-host. So thank you for being <laughs> the consummate. Nice. The consummate. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's supposed to sound good. And I just realized that sounds horrible. Like, yeah. I only choose you. Thanks for being <laughs> the backup when, I can't, when no one else will. Yep. It's kind of actually how when you asked me, I was like, nobody else. I wanted to do other movies. I'm so sorry. Eh. What you gonna do? Um, yeah, but I do want to plug real quick that we're going to be doing a special episode that will be coming out this month, the three of us. So be on the lookout for that. You might be able to guess Ooh. when it might come out. Um, but uh, yeah, just be on the lookout. And I'm really excited about doing that episode with you, Christy, and Paul. Buckleberry Fairy. <sighs> <laughs> what? No, we're not going to Knott's Berry Farm. Um, but Christy, thank you again for being on the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. where can people find you? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, I don't really, uh, on Instagram at Chris knits. That's with a Chris with a K. Yeah. I don't really know. You can find me through the retro rewind podcast because I'm married to the guy who does the (laughs) podcast. So if you really need to talk to me, you can also find me on Facebook. You got to get through my bouncer, Mr. Francisco Ruiz. <laughs> no, well, that'd be cool, but I'm pretty sure I'm his bouncer. 
You are the security officer. That's true. Exactly. So, uh, anything to promote? Would anyone like to take our children for a weekend? <laughs> We're desperate for some time alone. No, right. just kidding. Uh, You're promoting free children. <laughs> cool. If you'd like to practice being parents. Um, oh, wow. What if I'm you want just some yard work done? <laughs> she'd probably be happy, but it probably wouldn't get done to the uh, status that you would prefer. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you one more time, Christy. It was really great having you back on the show. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. And most of all, thank you, the listener, for listening, subscribing, supporting the show, and sharing this podcast with your friends. It's so awesome having this retro community of people that like talking about and remembering these old movies from our childhood or even adulthood. And I'm so glad we got to share our our memories and our thoughts of sneakers with you. But like a Pokemon trainer, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Bye-bye. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to nap point Omega and return to base. Paul, are you saying the NSA killed Kennedy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, okay, I got got that straightened out. (laughs)